All right. So, hey, guys, this isn't Tracy. This is actually her best friend, Girdley. And because me and that crazy girl have been through, like, uh, 10 years of adventures, I thought I'd hit y'all with a disclaimer of sorts. First and lastly, do know that whatever the hell Tracy shares in this podcast comes from her very own treasure chest of magic, logic, and good intentions. She's definitely not a therapist alternative, but she does believe it's inhumane to withhold what feels like gangster insight. My girl's not for everyone, but she just might be for you. She's beauty in the What it do, yo? It's Tracy G, and you're listening to the She's Beauty and the Beast podcast, season one, episode seven, where I'm in convo with the human I've been merrily monogamous with for four years to this date. It's a man, y'all. Carl Joseph Black. Now, my one-line definition of love that I want to share with you is this. Seeing the God in another and sometimes finding the God in another and me and Carl get to truly exercise both the beginning and the ending of that sentence on the daily, especially through the experience of cohabitation, which is a first for the both of us and is definitely a reality for me. I never even once had a fantasy of in the past. Currently, (laughs) I'm highlighting the word currently, I'm like able to buck with you. I love being in a relationship with Carl. Does that mean that thorns are absent from, you know, this juicy red rose of a relationship that we have? Hell no. But shit, I love it to the point where I can't even believe I'm dedicating an entire podcast episode to our union. (laughs) But you know what? If you follow me on social media, then you know I do make mention of Carl from time to time because of really how much he's been invaluable to my personal development. I also know much of this She's Beating the Beast community has been curious about some more details on our union. So on this episode, we're going to answer questions from y'all taken directly from IG stories. And as with prior episodes of this season, we recorded this one pre-COVID-19. So unfortunately, we don't have the stories and lessons and the big ass fight that happened (laughs) during our time lockdown in our Brooklyn apartment. We don't got that to share with y'all. But trust, if you are currently in a relationship or you are manifesting a relationship or you're just whatever the case may be, but it includes nosy about why the fuck I love this dude. (laughs) Keep listening. Beautiful people, thank you for your ears, your attention. I have a very, I'm going to get real cliche with you, I'm a special guest, but I'm going to highlight the word special, I'm going to underline it, because it actually does encompass this human next to me, who's been mm, one of my closest friends for two years, has been a partner in life in business-ish, <laughs> in finance for three and a half years. And I want to say has been my love for infinity because that was designed through the eye of God. So I don't know how long <laughs> that this relationship has been in the portal of manifestation. All of that to say, my guest is Carl Joseph Black, a.k.a. my boyfriend. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like we've been loves infinitely because you were waiting for me when I was born near the room. Near the room? Yeah, near the, room? you know, the room where I was born in the hospital. Oh, that's true. Why? Because I'm older than you? Yeah, like, I thought you were going to say something creepy like that. I don't know. I was looking forward to it, but it's cool. <laughs> so sorry that I popped your romance bubble in it's that way. Right. <laughs> I've been waiting for you since you were born. Literally. That's Aww. what I thought. I was, that's what I was looking for. But 
Yeah, I was like... But you beat my expectations anyway. I didn't have my driver's license yet, so... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't cruise down to Brooklyn for that one. To Canarsie, my bad. Uh, You know what I did miss, though? And also, my partner in monogamy. Oh, yeah. Because I always joke on social, on on my social channel, if you follow me, especially on Instagram, at it's Tracy G. I always make light of, and I'm like, this is the longest that I've ever been monogamous. So applaud me, clap for me. Um, And it is very much true. That is a fact. And this is part, maybe a bit of what we're going to go into today's conversation, but also what's shaping um, the dialogue happening between me and this man, my man, is a bunch of questions um, that some of my supporters sent out to me via IG stories because people were curious with how we've been dealing with cohabitation because that's something else I never thought I would cross that threshold. And not necessarily because I'm like, oh, my gosh, where is the human that I feel like I want to share life under one roof with? But because I just never even saw that as something I wanted. (laughs) I really wasn't like seduced by that imagery at all. You know, having my own space of solitude always felt very sexy and very safe and very long term (laughs) right 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 for me you know i don't know why maybe we can maybe we can unpack that has that been the case for you did you imagine like living with another woman because i know i'm the first girlfriend partner that you've been with yeah that i lived with yeah Yeah, that you lived with yeah um growing up i always thought i'd have a kid but i never thought i'd like have a wife i would just be like a dude with a kid all randomly and shit i'm lying you are such a like to the bone romantic. I am, but like I just, you know, just always imagined a kid. Just didn't know what the wife looked like. Yeah. It'd be like a like a invisible kind of uh you what saw is that, that like outline? a shadow? Yeah, like a shadow, an outline. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I I thought the you know, the kid would look just like me and wear my clothes and shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> really but that outline what you fail to say insert tracy here <laughs> right right precisely so yeah right it was insert whoever the hell you was dating before oh, wow that's crazy that's what we're doing today listen but that's no disrespect <laughs> i feel like i've said this on this podcast if i have not then i'll say it again and even if i have repetition is the mother of learning but i always give respect to the women or the partners in the case of my ex-girlfriend to the men whoever shaped helped to shape, contributed to the shaping of the person that I'm with, you know? And I don't even mean that in a shady way because I've said this to you, babe, like you are my, I want to, I think my fourth love, right? I'm not going to sit here and act like the times I said I love you in the past with those three words that didn't have any merit in the past just because I'm with someone who I feel like really is the biggest puzzle piece to my bigger picture. You know, I don't want to downplay the value of everyone in my past because they helped to unlock certain lessons that were positive and that were negative, but either way I needed to face to become the type of person that you would even find attractive. Because say if you met me or if I met you like in, I don't know, or out of random arbitrary year 2009, we may not have liked each other in the slightest because we weren't at the level of maturation where we met ourselves presently. Right. You know what I mean? And the people that did find us attractive at that time, like that was necessary. (laughs) And if I attach you to the word necessary, then um, I salute you. I give you those flowers, you know, and I'm happy that, you know, those people have met other people. So now all the women that you've been with that maybe at the time felt suitable to a wife, but you are evolving, which also means that your definition of wife was evolving, you know, and my definition of, husband and wife because I was thinking wife for a period of time that evolved as well 
Um, and so because now it has, I was about to say my definition of long-term partner has more whiff, but in actuality, I think it's more narrowed down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's become more simple um, and more specific in some ways. And so that type of clarity is what gives me confidence in fucking with you. Right. And there we go with that. Talk your shit, baby. <laughs> Talk your shit. Go ahead. Get in your bag. All right. So um, getting into these questions, which helps because I feel like me and Carl could go in so many different directions. So I needed some some anchoring, some guidance. So thank you, everyone, for being a GPS of sorts. And I also um, I consolidated a lot of the questions because I saw a lot of repeats. So the first place, how did you guys meet? You trying to tell a story on wax? <laughs> Listen, you see, we'd even have to say all of that <laughs> because we could have just given like the short version of the story. And now you imply that there's a long version of the story. We don't got the type of time. We should just give them the short version. OK, let me hear your short version. Um, all right. So you uh, you came to um, an event I threw for Women's History Month in 2016. OK, Um. <laughs> Oh, 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 you want to go back, back. That's a long story. You want me to tell people that you followed? The medium story. You want, you want me to tell everybody that you followed me on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Instagram that, definitely does That you was, checking, you was checking for me. A role. That you was looking on my page, seeing how cool I was, and then hit the follow button. Someone shut this man's mic off. <laughs> 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 okay, so here's the part that's definitely true. And then there's like a fuzzy little like gray area in between um i have literally no idea how carl's instagram came through my timeline i do not remember i want to say i saw carl like one of my images i really want to say that but in his muted state to the right of me, he's shaking his head, dear listener. But <laughs> <laughs> my selective memory, or maybe my imagination, <laughs> is telling me that at C. Joe Black liked something on my Instagram, and I was intrigued because I really like men, or whatever. The, I like the perception the appearance of a dude who has a very simple Instagram handle. <laughs> I'm sorry, Champagne Poppy. I love the music. <laughs> I ain't never been crazy about that handle. I don't know. I just don't really like... Social media is already like wow, wow, West and very like silly and definitely like exploits all of our immaturity. Right. So I think the one choice <laughs> you can have is, you know, a kind of just straight edge like sharpshooter type of fucking name that's it that that's for me you know what i'm saying i haven't unfollowed champagne poppy but right as far as like what's gonna catch my interest just see joe black i was like that sounds like it could be at the top of her resume (laughs) and i was like let me see who that is shout out to my parents (laughs) right held it down they held it down from jump so i go to see joe black's page and At the time, I was a big time fan of Gary Vaynerchuk, a.k.a. Gary V. And this is before Gary really showed the world that he was um, invested in hip hop. And so for this um, massive tech leader, thought leader, whatever, to have this young black kid as a hire, I was like, whoa, then this nigga must be it gary is fantastic so he has to be an extension of that type of brilliance you know what i mean like this is a thinker in the building so i say okay cool and i think you also may have had that you were a um uh jp morgan yeah alum that's where yeah that's where i was at before i was at gary v's right yeah he stole me from jp um All right. So moving on with this story, I see Carl. I'm like, okay, cool. Now, this wasn't like my 
inner hidden gold digger like antennas that started being like, yes, yes, yes. No, I was really on the hunt for a manager at the time. So when I saw someone who has um, experience in the digital space and then someone who has experience in the finance management space, I said, oh, maybe. Okay, God, I see what you did here. <laughs> Let me follow, you know, the yellow brick algorithm road <laughs> to Carl. And he had also two friends that I really rock with. And I said this the other night when we had like one of our friends over and I was like, these are the two. Oh, we were over our friends crib. And I was like, these are the two types of friends where if they were like Tracy at freaking, you know, five minutes past dawn, I need you to take like 27 and a half steps northwest of the sunset, blah, 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 blah. And then stay there and hold your breath for freaking 67 seconds and then run sprint to the lake. And I'll meet you there. <laughs> Yo, you are so dramatic, baby. What's up? Listen, I'm trying to paint a picture. Sway tells me all the time you got to do theater with your words, man. Word, that's <laughs> in true. In radio and in podcasting. That's so true. I hope y'all saw something that looks like trust. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to dictate. I definitely like that. just imagine an entire scene of somebody <laughs> dropping off a brick. <laughs> <laughs> yes but those are the two type of people where i'm like okay cool because here's my thing i personally do not believe for myself only in dating strangers that has never been my thing i think this is tethered to all of the horror movies that i watched when i was younger i need some type of insurance Mm -hmm. You know, like I really need no six degrees of separation, no five. I mean, like one to three tops <laughs> degrees of separation for someone to give me a um, a character check on you. And also, if for some reason I go missing for someone to be able to tell the police where you reside, mm. who the hell you are mm. and know at least one ex-girlfriend of yours. <laughs> Like, that's what the hell I need. Anyway, so yes, all of that to say the two people, bada boom, bada bing, yada, 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 yada. So um, I follow Carl. That's it. Yeah, tell him. <laughs> I follow <laughs> Carl. Um, and I'm still, I'm not thinking anything about Carl, like, in a sexual way at all. Like, I really was very... Um, tunnel vision with this like manager thing blah 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 and the other thing that made me feel like hmm maybe this is really going to be a working relationship is that carl and this and this kind of gave me a little bit of like a <laughs> when he liked posts of mine that were about my passions you know how usually um the stereotypical thing for a person of interest to do, especially on a woman's page, is to like her bikini pics or like her selfies. No, like Carl was liking things about She's Beauty and the Beast, where my, an image of me wasn't even involved. It was just like, oh, I created this like goal worksheet, blah, 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 blah. And Carl left a comment like, oh, that's really dope. I'm actually having a goal planning party with my boys. I'm going to print this out and use it. And I was like, huh? Did a man just say he's going to print something out? That's titled She's Beauty and the Beast, active pronoun she, and share it with his boys. I did it too. He did. Yeah. And he posted a photo. I posted online. Of the yeah. whole like weekend extravaganza and tagged me. And I was just like, wow, this is a really different type of soul because I can't even count the number of times I've always mentioned that women have. Um, just always stepped into the body of a man in a sense like we've always been okay with traveling vacationing taking over male dominated space spaces like even you know something as small as my favorite magazines for a really long time were esquire and gq and no one would ever look at me as crazy for doing that you know even right. though gq literally stands for Gentlemen's quarterly. Exactly. <laughs> or like no one looks at women who are into football as like aliens or whatever. You know, right. if I wear Tim's, if I wear Jordan's, I'll probably get like more love than if I didn't. But if a dude is seen like reading Marie Claire, a whole narrative. 
I used to watch Sex in the City in secret. <laughs> really? Yeah. Cause I didn't want my like my homeboys to know I was watching that. But like it really just taught me like, you know, how are women thinking and how when we treat women certain ways, mm-hmm. like how are like you know how you they're treat, impacted exactly because like as a guy like you treat a woman a certain way because you feel a certain way yeah but like either she expresses how she feels or she doesn't mm-hmm. right but you never really know intimately or intricately how she feels so i feel like um sex in the city really helped me understand that that's true yeah so and then also how you basically send a ticking time bomb into the male community right. when you hurt a woman deep enough. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so just be a good, like, global citizen to your fellow neighbors. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because guys don't think that way. No. It's like, all right, that's not my problem no more. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Which like, is so wild Which is say. something that I feel like we should really start changing more. Has it not started? Uh, it started in some ways, but... I don't think it's like this like huge movement yet, you know? Hmm. Uh it's still very much like, all right, like, cool. Um, but you start seeing guys like on Twitter say, like, yo, if you're not gonna marry her, don't waste her don't waste her time because I'm here waiting for her. Wow. You know what I mean? Type shit. Yeah. So like Can you send me the link to that? I wanna retweet yeah, that. Yeah, if I ever see that <laughs> line around, I'll send it to you. <laughs> But um, but yeah, you're starting to see it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely not like this, like age old mantra. For okay. Guys. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that update. So story, boom. So I see that he's liking certain things. I'm like, great. This looks like you know, uh, a human with a heart <laughs> that I can I can work around. Okay. So another thing that Carl did, um, is Carl's godmother had a six. So I'm in Carl's DMs now, like asking, oh, have you ever thought about management? Blah, 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 blah. And then Carl tells me that he left um, VaynerMedia. Yeah. Because. My godmother got sick. She had a gallbladder, a gallbladder issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they had to remove it, remove it. She was like in the hospital for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought she was going to die. I was like really scared. Right. Um, and so that's what I was going through that time. So, right. so I really, and then I also had um, a really close friend of the family who was like an uncle mm-hmm. to me pass away. Mm. So um, it was just really tough. I didn't feel like going to work. Right. I didn't feel like doing shit. And then the thing is like when you work for Gary, like you got to be on, mm-hmm. you got to be on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very competitive atmosphere, especially during that time. During that time, it was very much like, Work, 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 grind, 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 sleep is for the dead right. type shit. So, like, I just wasn't in the mental space to kind of stick around. Yeah. And um, I had enough money from working at JP and working at Gary to just say, you know what, I need to take this time and just take care of my family. And you had enough self-awareness to yeah. say that, too. And that's yeah. the part that I saw because I don't know all the other backstory. Right. But I was just like, wow, this is a man who understands himself and when his cup is full of so many emotions that it needs to be taken care of Mm -hmm. it needs to be poured out a little bit so he can get back to equilibrium so i was like okay wow cool so we connected on that and then um what else what else what else me and carl we had gotten on the phone during that time like twice and it was such easy going conversation that just moved in all these different like beautiful directions and we were always supposed to be talking about work but it would just end up you know on the lines outside of that but i still wasn't thinking oh i think i want to date this person i was just like oh wow i gained another friend excellent cha-ching thank you universe right so Finally, this is where it start. It starts moving along. We're inching ourselves to the finish line, folks. Um, Carl tells me, and this is all between a span of like a month. Yeah, yeah. Carl yeah, my tells my godmother's in the hospital in like February. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Carl's like, um, yeah, March. After February's March, he's doing a Women's History Month event yeah. with one of his boys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, it's the same day that I'm doing like some type of wellness event. But I was like, oh, my goodness, like two men want to do a Women's History Month event to spotlight 
female artists yeah creators yeah like huh so i was living in rockland and after my event i really wanted to go home because i was super close to the bus <laughs> to go to rockland but i was like you know what let me just go back downtown because this is a moment and if i want this type of energy replicated then i have to support it with my presence so i go to the events and I happen to have Lavender with me because at the speaking engagement, I was at one of the beautiful young ladies that was there. She brought me Lavender. She was like, Tracy, you know, whatever, whatever. So she gives me the Lavender. I'm like, wow, no one's ever given me Lavender. Beautiful. And then I see Carl and I kid you, I have no idea what prompted me to do this because I wanted the Lavender, but I gave it to Carl. That shit was weird, bro. <laughs> That shit was weird, bro. Like, but you said it was wonderful, it too. It was. It was. It, it was, like, shocking, you know, because no one had ever given me lavender, let alone flowers, yeah. let alone lavender. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but, yo, it smelled mad good, though. Like, I was smelling it the whole night. Even after you left, I was smelling it. And then, like, instead of, like, putting it somewhere like a dummy, I put it in my jacket, but I never took it out of my jacket. So if you go in that jacket, you'll still feel, like, crumbs of lavender in there. <laughs> Don't if, cry. If we ever have, like, a museum <laughs> for our love, we gotta put that jacket on display. Okay, yeah, so I get that to Carl, and then I also saw him, like, one of his boys came over and was like, and he said to his boy, he was like, yo, you ever gotten lavender? You ain't got no lavender, dog. Yo, smell yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> so I just love that he didn't keep it as, like, this little secret. It was like a pride. So all of these seeds are literally like being planted where i'm just like wow this is a i like this person that i'm viewing you know even though i'm not viewing them yet through this romantic lens so the event was awesome blah 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 and then later 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 me and carl um ended up uh meeting and we end like in person to it was supposed to be to discuss business it was a business meeting yeah but then it went on to be like a uh, hundred hour <laughs> you got crazy <laughs> sit down and that's when we realized okay there's some type of sparks in there yeah they had to kick us out the restaurant yeah because it was closed yeah it was and really was, really sweet rocking yeah and lavender ended up being like a trademark of our relationship if that's the even the right word but we had so much lavender around us like we had lavender hand sanitizer right from dr Brown's. Yes. And then I think you were running out of like body wash and I brought a lavender one. Yeah. From Dr. Bronis. Yes. So all of this is to say I end up um, seeing one of like, you know, my spiritual sisters who was on the panel with me who considers herself to be a witch. And I'm telling her about this great guy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm repeating the story that you're hearing right now. And she tells me, do you know that lavender is a love potion? You casted a spell on me. <laughs> Telling my mother. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I was like, what? So all of this made sense. Yes, 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 yes. So that is how we met. I said the short version. Then I said not to the long version. So that's like a medium-ish yeah. version. Is that kind of accurate? Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate because there's still a lot of story left. But I mean, that's for another time. <laughs> That's for if you get invited to the wedding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Um, how did you know when you were ready to move in together? Wow, that's a that's a big jump. You jumped three years just now. Damn, you're right. But I don't know. And damn. Okay. Let's do it. We playing hopscotch. Uh, all right. Um. So I knew I wanted to move in when I was sitting with my boy Marv, who basically has been there. He's he's actually my first friend you met. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that I knew that it was time when I was sitting with Marvin. I was I think I had just left your house. I had just left your house. I had just got home because me and Marv were living together at the time. How long were we together? Uh we were together for two two years. Yeah. We were together for two years at that time. And um I had gotten home. And I had just left your house. I think I'd spent maybe the night or mm -hmm. whatever. And I wanted to go back. I just <laughs> wanted to go. I was like, yo, I don't even like, no disrespect, bro. But I don't feel like being here right now. I'm trying to go back. <laughs> but like I had, I had school and I had, you know, I had to go. But mm -hmm. nonetheless, 
at that time, I was like, all right, I don't want to be away from this person for even this long, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and and I this think long being like this long a being like 20 minute walk away from each yeah, other. <laughs> plus being home for like 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, and um, that's when I knew that. All right. Like, I think I could like do this because I think a big thing for me um, about moving in with anyone was just like before I moved in with Marv, I had lived alone for five years. Mm-hmm. Like you came to my first apartment. Right. And um, so moving in with Marv was a big step. But um, I had never had a woman that I wanted to live with. Like, mm-hmm. I always thought, like, nah, you just going to invade my space. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, um, but with you, it was really different. Um, I never felt like you invaded my space. I always just felt like you made my space better. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I miss you so much, I was like, I think it's time. Like, I think I could actually try this. And if it sucks, like, I'll just move out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I'll just get my own place again. What's the definition of suck, though? Because that was always the thing that, like, made me look at moving in with a partner is weird when everyone be like, you know, you have to move in before you get married. This is the test. It was never looked at as applaudable. Mm. As like a new chapter that actually is deserving of a celebration. It always just looked like a prerequisite to marriage and not like its own thing. And so I wondered like, does that mean, I don't know if the the cap off the toothpaste is undone, then we're not going to get married. (laughs) Nah, nah, I'm not like a... Like, I'm someone who's, like, very, very structured. You know, I right. really love structure. Yeah. I'm, like, insane about that type of shit, but... I don't um, think insane, but you yeah, do Yeah, but I guess not insane, but fairly close. <laughs> <laughs> um, Like, little things like that didn't bother me. Really, it was... um, I was scared that, like, we would have two completely different home lifestyles, mm. you know? Um, just that, like, you're a person, like, I, I don't know, you, you're, well, I'm not saying I don't know, but what I didn't know was, like, I didn't, I couldn't really tell whether it was, all right, if I moved in with somebody and they were somebody who always had to be outside mm-hmm. and always had to go out and be around friends and they would have 90 million people over every day. Right. I was like, oh shit, I can't live with nobody like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm out of here because mm-hmm. I can't feel like my space is always crowded with other people yeah but like the very fortunate thing about you is that you rarely have people over <laughs> like you know what i mean like and those are the things that like i felt like would have been like oh this sucks like mm-hmm. if i had just like somebody else in our apartment that was just like a regular mm-hmm. you know that would that would be pretty trash yeah um no i do not litter our home yeah with we, humans all yeah, the time we don't have <laughs> we don't have a, a couch regular at our crib which is great yeah um those are one of the things that i felt like was like a big thing for me mm-hmm. um the other thing was that i just didn't know what would be a big thing for me because i didn't have much experience with living with other people. Right. So like I didn't have anything to start from. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like let's say if you were in college and you were in a dorm room and you had a roommate who was a fucking slob or some mm-hmm. shit. Like you'd be like, oh, I can't live with a slob. You right. know what I mean? But I had none of that because I always lived alone. So um, so I didn't really have much to start from. But I just knew that I didn't want like a, a, a third person living in a crib yeah. that don't live in a the crib. They just always over <laughs> mm-hmm. eating everything out the fridge and shit. Mm-mm. So like, um, so, so I was just worried that it would suck, but then like, I was just like, all right, like I'll just figure it out. Like, yeah. I love this person more than I'm afraid of being with them all the time. Yeah. So, so that's what it was for me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. for myself. I think I just reached a point where, I learned everything there was to learn at the time through our stories and just through our inquiry. And I wanted to continue learning about you as an individual and you in this union just through observation, right? And so just, and this is only me like, figuring this out through reflection you know at the time i wasn't i was just like i want to learn more and more and more and more and more and then all of a sudden naturally i was like hmm i wonder what carl is like every weekday morning because i only see it a couple weekday mornings you know what i mean and i was like i wonder what carl is i wonder if carl's the type of guy where eventually 
he could just take a shit with the door open in front of me. <laughs> I just started having all these weird domestic fantasies. <laughs> Only you would have that type of shit. And I was like, I guess I, I guess it really is time. It just, I don't know. It started to feel like I'm looking at a limb that should be connected to me, but it's on the other side. <laughs> and it just felt like, come here. And I know how that can be like broken down and you know, you could do a whole think piece on that and yeah. <laughs> make it appear as if like, I'm not whole and I'm just, you know, glued and stapled to my guy. Not that in the slightest, it just felt like, I, your presence is very soothing is very, very grounding and it has helped me to um, better establish how that energy that you bring into a room, how I can create it within myself. Like your presence is always reminding me of how I can create this energy without you there because energy is always around, you know? Mm. I think you as the reminder is what's special, but it's not the energy that's special itself because it's not like I cannot create it but i need the inspiration to do so you know right and so you always always inspire my peace and one of the things i had worried about not necessarily worried because i was i was i was excited about it more so than fear you know um initially we had conversations about marriage that's when like fear came because that was always a fear throughout life. Living together wasn't even something that entered my mind. You know what I'm saying? Because people had always said to me, oh, Tracy, I think I want to marry you. Not always, but I've had people in the past who have said they wanted to marry me, but there wasn't anyone who said I wanted to live with you. So I wasn't even ever thinking about that part. Right. You know what I mean? But the marriage part scared me because <sighs> just that level of like permanence, right. it felt like, you know? And... Also for my parents, I I remember being young and seeing my parents with their friends. And then as we got older, I just did not see their social lives as much. Um, and that could be something of choice. They could be happy with that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just noticed it. And I noted that I would rather something different. Right. <laughs> and I'm really proud of myself because from my past relationships, a big takeaway, and I put this into action with us, is that I would make sure we did not have a relationship that resided on an island, you know? Right. And yeah, we don't have people over all the time, but we are so interwoven in right. each other's like friendships where it's not even like your friends, my friends, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's now become like our friends. Right. And sometimes when you end up really locked in with someone you just you you get lost in them and you have blinders to all other parts of your life and you realize you only know one dimension of this person which is how they are with you right <laughs> but the other dimensions are there they're just dormant because you keep come hithering this one dimension which right. is the romantic side of a person and it wasn't in the past i would see the other layers of the person i was with a bit too late and i felt like i couldn't leave right you know and i told myself when i started dating again um and this was these are all things i'm thinking about when i was celibate that i would really get to know the other person's friends and i saw that with you and i saw the way that you acted with your friends and how it was the freaking same of how you are with me and then i saw how you were with your family just everyone you know the waiters um cab drivers blah 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 but going back to my parents um, what I really love the most about our living situation is we have, we did our, did I give it like a title? Whatever, our little holiday party that we did. Yeah. Shinding. Yeah. Get together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we had people over and we come along to each other's like friends gathering. Right. You know? Yeah. And so I appreciate that because the motto, the theme of our home is your life, my life, our life. Right. In this home. Mm -hmm. And Carl and I really do our best to honor that in all ways. And I think that's the most important thing 
um, someone can consider, two people can consider, or three people. You know, there's there's what are they called thruples out there and more, whatever. Yeah, but when yeah, humans it can get, it come a under crazy a roof. Out there. <laughs> Even if it's platonic. Yeah. It's a little crazy out there. <laughs> yeah. Think think about it in that way. So I hope that makes sense with that question. We answered that question, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, all right. Let's see if we can do this. Do you want kids in the next few years? Um, I used to be a I gotta have kids no matter what type of person. And I think it's cause I'm out here just having mad fun with you. I'm just like if we have them niggas, we have them niggas. Like, because <laughs> we are the kids yeah, too. We are the kids for real. We we the kids. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not like super tied to children. Mm. Um, um, I used to be. Uh, yeah, and I think it's just really it's just. I'm always after, surprised. After, yeah, when and, you say that, and, and the reason why I think it's remember earlier i had said that i always imagined a kid right and not a wife right right and um when i met you i really started thinking about all right like what does it take for a woman to have a child and i started doing a lot of research on that and i was like yo like this shit is kind of crazy like like this is a <laughs> yeah, this is a big ask of a person to ask another person to do, mm. you know. And then um, I also like read up on postpartum depression, you know, and and how you know sometimes you know women have children and the relationships with their husbands change, their marriage changes because now it becomes about the child from both parties, right? Like the woman starts to love and want to take care of the child the father also treats it the same or like in some way shape or form they become estranged and i was just like man like one i don't want to risk you dying giving birth to um i don't want our relationship to die because we have a child mm. um really i want us to kind of just say all right like we really with this shits on children right now and we both decide that we're going to do this and that we have like certain, you know, things in place to make sure our relationship stays healthy even yeah. with um, a, a child involved. Yeah. But I'm not like we have children. No, we don't yeah, be yeah. together anymore. Like I'm not that that it's way. It's not a deal breaker. Yeah, it's not a deal breaker for me. Huh. Um, so it's really just like, all right, if we both want it. Okay, we'll see what happens. Huh, interesting. Um, I've always been up and down with it. There was some time before I met Carl, let's say like four or five years ago, where my body was literally like craving a child. It was really annoying. The way you crave like peanut M&Ms, my body was like, (laughs) um, I am hungry and the only thing on the menu should be a child. It was very, very strange. I got like sad when I had my period because I just looked at it as, wow, every single month my body is filled with glee starts preparing a home and tears it down that's how I looked at it that was the story (laughs) with (laughs) my menstrual cycle um how did that pass I do not know I just I observed it I literally just treated it like meditation (laughs) where you just observe your thoughts your feelings and you watch them go you know what I mean that's what I did and it and it left organically and sometimes I just look at I'm so fascinated by children you see like around your your younger cousins I really really am um but then I'm just like the the level of paranoia that I fear that will also be birthed within me just it fucking terrifies me it really really does but funny enough is Neil deGrasse Tyson came on the show today and I asked him this when you say you know if we take care of our planet think about how this is going to be a better place for our children yes but what would you say to a lot of folks who are choosing not to have children and so it's kind of hard to care about the world you know 50 years from now if you're not going to have kin okay it's a great point so i would hope their choice to not have children is because they simply don't want children rather than saying we've messed up this world so bad i don't want to raise a child in this world right because you might be denying the world a genius who has the solutions to the problems that you might have just created Mm -hmm. Uh, the potential in any newborn child 
I hold to be no less than that. That's Damn. bars. That's bars. Yeah, that's bars. You know, bars. like, I just, I really, really love that. So I guess we'll see what happens. If yeah. we do have children, I've always said this, and I know that you're okay with it as well, is I definitely want to also adopt a child. Mm. That is so important to me. I want the experience with just having my body hold life and be that formal that conduit. But when I think about this earth and I'm like, no, there are children out here who are in pain. I probably wouldn't be here without adoption. Cause like, you know, my, my father was like adopted into a family in Haiti. Mm, that's so, right. so like had my father never been adopted, I don't know what would have happened to him. He probably would have died of like hunger or some wild shit. Wow. You know what I mean? So, so I completely agree that like, you know, adoption can save. Yeah, that makes know? the world a better place. Who yeah. knows? If we just have kids out of, you know, biological process, blah, blah, blah. That kid may bump into another kid on the train who's just so angry, but you don't know like the full story. Maybe right. that was a kid who was never wanted, who got lost in like a disgusting foster care system. You know what I mean? Right. And ends up being the quote unquote dickhead right. on the sea train right right <laughs> so i'm like let me you know nurture one. the dickhead before yeah. he's the dickhead right so there's that on that also one thing that um i do want to say that you know sometimes sometimes men think about it um sometimes they don't but when it comes to women giving birth like the sacrifice beyond just like the bodily sacrifice it's also the career sacrifice and it was something that i really thought about with you Mm. You know, um, one of the things that I really love about you is how dedicated you are to your career. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, pregnancy sometimes can put a really big pause on a woman building her career. And I don't know, I never want to burden anyone with that. So it was something that, you know, that, that also weighed heavily on my mind when mm -hmm. it came to like, you know, thinking about children. Right. Um, and that's why, you know, I just want to want it to be a decision that we both really want. Yeah. You know, not a, oh, I feel like I want kids kind of thing. It's a like, nah, we want kids mm -hmm. and we are willing to make whatever sacrifice we have to make mm -hmm. so that we can have kids. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's no pressure from any party. It's a team thing. Yeah. That's interesting. Thank you. Mm-hmm for caring so much about um, my body and my career and my mental space, my spiritual space, yeah. all these different spaces that a child would inhabit right? and how that would impact not only me, but also us. Right. So I like that. And mm -hmm. all these different questions around children are happening. Maybe that has a potential for just like a super targeted podcast in the future. Right. We shall see. But moving right along, um, how do you keep romance alive? Oh, we're very romantic. Yeah, we we let me tell y'all, and I'm I'm telling you, this is not showing off. This just happens to be the truth. <laughs> is that I'll speak for myself, even though I feel like I could speak for you too. But and I've spoken about this with Amber and a couple other people. I'm still so in love and I tell Carl like randomly. So I'm like, when is this going to like pass? <laughs> Sometimes it's not a sickness because that has like a negative connotation, but I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like this space that is being occupied by the in loveness, I could use it to do other things. <laughs> and I know that sounds a little disrespectful and trifling in a sense, but I'm like, bruh, like. Somebody listening to this, like, girl, bitch, if you don't right, shut up. Right, <laughs> right. I know, I know, but uh, whatever. Maybe I'm a brat. <laughs> Maybe I'm spoiled. I probably am spoiled I in more spoil in more ways than one. Yeah, we spoil each other. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we sp we spoil each other. Yeah, yeah. We, def we definitely spoil each other, and I am grateful to be in love for this long. I am. Let me not like get it twisted. Uh, so the way that we keep romance alive. Um, I said this in an episode of Girdly, but I do a boyfriend appreciation night 
which is so much fun for me. Never had that until I met you. <laughs> and I never even thought about it I'm until like, I met you. I'm like, yo, them girls ain't love me. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say it. They loved you in their own way, okay? <laughs> we do what we can with what we have in the moment that we share. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, but I do a, a boyfriend appreciation night and I just try to get really creative and thinking of a way that I can pamper my guy and maybe introduce him to something that he has yet to be introduced to. Like, for instance, the first one that I did for Carl in our first year together, he had never had a professional massage before. All he had was some little hood rats on his back. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> What? But he never had <laughs> Yo, go a professional massage. Go so off, sis. I called <laughs> I forgot I forgot the um the name of this brand, but they the a professional masseuse can come to your home with the full table, the full setup. And so I didn't tell Carl. I told him we were gonna be having like a whole five star dining experience, but in home. I was cooking and while I was cooking, a um the bell rang and Carl was like, who that? And then pulled out the masseuse. So while he was getting massaged, he could, I wanted many of his senses to be engaged. And so it was the touch from the massage, but then the aroma from the food, but then also um, uh, the, the music. So hearing as well, yada, yada. And I was wearing something real cute too, blah, blah, blah. And then I just did like little like touches of things here and there to make it like more, um, special like i don't know some type of note something 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 mm. something something i got distracted by that <laughs> yeah so so boyfriend appreciation night um then the next one carly likes li- live music especially jazz so i found you uh, went to bill's place yes which is a very special harlem spot has a lot of history and he was surprised by that a lot of things what else for carl um trying out new recipes with things um carl really likes peanut butter so early in our relationship whenever we saw each other i'd get him like a new jar of like some type of fancy cool ass peanut butter um there's a lot i can't think of things right now yeah we we really do a lot of things i think one time um it might have been like last year or something you looked at me you were like yo you took me out the most amount of times ever yeah. in any relationship, anything, period. Yeah. Like, I try to take you out as often as I can. Yeah, Carl gives yeah. me a, a lot of um, experiences. And also I hit him with a challenge or in our relationship where I said, I do not want anything that you have done for another woman. Like, I don't want things that are a template. Now I'm okay with it because it's like, Eh, you yeah. know, sometimes things you just need to pull from. Meanwhile, I was out here with a whole like Excel spreadsheet of all the lit spots. <laughs> and I ripped it up. And you're like, none of them. And yeah. I'm like, damn, I got mad fire in here. But, but I, I wanted I everything. Yeah. yeah. And to me, the reason for that is I wanted to make sure you're always paying attention to my interests. <laughs> and planning for you. Yeah. So that I, if I asked you, why did you think I... I would like this. Not a woman would like this. Why Tracy, right. who's way more than a woman, right. who's also a spirit and has her own divine masculine. Why the hell would Tracy <laughs> like this? Right. And so Carl's been great with that. But also keeping the romance alive, role play. Yeah. Role playing. <laughs> like we'd be abusing that <laughs> shit. We go so in with the characters. I always is, in my mind wanted to role play, but I was so embarrassed to like pull out that request with past relationships but me carl is like really also like one of my homies <laughs> and so i just don't feel embarrassed about much anything yet around carl so i don't really know how it started but we have been so many different things if we go on a long walk we'll spend the entire time like acting like i'm I'm a southern belle who's <laughs> yeah. having an affair with like the sheriff in town yeah it's and like we're like <laughs> and we're trying to find out if we want to tell each other's like lovers yeah. and we'll walk for like an hour doing that it's there really was bananas one time, one time you got scared i did yeah because we we met as strangers at a bar but as ourselves as ourselves but as strangers yeah and then like and then i took you home and you were like what are you doing in my house and i was like yo like we, we role-playing baby remember like i'm actually i'm actually supposed to be here 
and you like were like we have to stop yeah and we had to stop for like a little minute but it then got we picked like, it back up yeah it became like method acting yeah it was, it was because wild. at the time like <laughs> i got so caught up because i'm thinking about the last time i was single which means i was celibate which would mean I would never be bringing a man I just met home. And so I got so deep in this. I'm just meeting this person named Carl. And then while we're in the Uber, all of a sudden I'm like talking to myself, my conscious look like, bitch, what happened to your celibacy? You little fucking hoe. What you doing bringing Carl back home? It got so crazy. And I was like, cut, cut. We have to end. Yeah. Where's my safe word? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has to I stop. think that's the other thing with us. <laughs> like, we really take the, like, role-playing thing as if we, like, are trying to get Oscar nominated. Yes. Like, we really <laughs> we be dedicated. We gotta chill. And it's fun because you learn. <laughs> I think the whole point of it is I'll never, ever forget. I thought this was such excellent <laughs> advice that came from... um Dang, what's the girl's name that's married? I cannot believe I'm forgetting her name. I've loved her. Giselle Bunchen. Oh, Tom Brady's wife. Yes. Yeah. But also a world-renowned celebrated model. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you <laughs> said- Let's not forget that. You said, yeah, yeah, I did start saying yeah. that. Okay, so she did an interview. This was years back. And she was asked, how do you keep the spice, the romance, the spark alive? And she said, after her photo shoot, she tries as many times as she can to wear the wig that she has on and to keep the lingerie because um, human beings love familiarity, but we also love newness. So she hits that intersection when she comes home to her man because he's like, I know this woman, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like that sweet spot. And I feel like role playing does that in a way because it's like, it's safe until we're in a cab and I'm like, wait a minute, (laughs) what am I doing? But for the most part, like my body feels comfortable because it, it recognizes your spirit. Right. But the spirit is within a body mm-hmm. and the body, like your voice and your um, uh, your eye contact and your physical movements are different for this character. So it's like new mm-hmm. because, you know, sometimes like me and girl, like know a lot about each other. And we do. We have a very comfortable silence amongst yeah. us, too, like when we're at home. And I just I really ain't got nothing. <laughs> right and that's fine and i'm not thinking about it freaking out like dang oh my gosh are we gonna run out of things to say blah 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 but when you're role playing you don't run out of anything right so it's a really just interesting like dichotomy of the comfort of every day having that partner and then you're just silent because you're doing whatever or just whatever you know that and then when you're role playing newness engages curiosity right and it also makes me wonder, this person you're playing is still you. So are you interested in what your character is like? I don't know. It just, it, it keeps things, it keeps things rising. Spicy. spicy. Yes. Spicy. Hot sauce. Okay, I'm going to do two more questions. And then maybe we'll have to have a, a, a part two because whew, we got we got length and we got girth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, what's the biggest thing y'all learned to let go to make this ish work? What's the biggest thing? I'm trying to like, I don't know if I was really holding on to anything. Mm. I think if anything, I had to turn down my petty slightly, even though my petty's still pretty high. Yeah. I'm like, what is slight for you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But nah, I feel you on that. I think it's, I think it's really ego. Yeah, and ego, ego shows thing. up differently yeah. for the both of us. And yeah, matter of fact, that that is my thing that I had to let go. Um, thank you for reminding me that. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, before we moved in together, um, I spoke to my best friend Mark, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yo, the ego gotta die. <laughs> the ego gotta die before you get there. If you get there and the ego's still alive, you're not gonna last. Kill it, kill it, kill it now." And um, that's something that like I've learned to kind of like do. Mm. Like sometimes I'm just like, yo, my nigga, like what you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you mean do that? Like, but um, but by killing the ego, you you you're able to be really objective. Mm-hmm. Um, and to give people one word that you know that I like to use at home, deference. Yes. Um, 
So yeah, I think that's what it is. I had to I had to really let that ego go. Yeah, because yeah. ego um can shut down communication. Mm-hmm. And really ego for me shows up in it can show up in a condescending way where I think I'm right all the time. I think I'm the voice that needs to be heard, listened to, honored. <laughs> mm-hmm. And part of being present is sincerely listening like engaged listening not hearing so that you don't miss that moment of silence where you can jump in right. you know what i mean this that is double dutch yeah this is this is not that that type of game this is serious and also when love is involved that means the potential for harm is involved because vulnerability is the ingredient for trauma you know what i'm saying and Bars. so I do not want to put a dent in your spirit. I don't want to put a dent in your hope. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to impact your relationship with God because you may view me as one of the greatest gifts you've received and then I disrespect you and you start questioning where I came from. Like, who sent you? Right. Maybe it wasn't God. Right, right, right. (laughs) Who sent you? You know what I'm saying? And... What helps me, what helps me both also with the being super in love, because I don't want to look at Carl as a demigod. I've had that conversation with myself where I'm like, you know, I I wake Carl up to like affirmations and kisses all the time. I just, I literally wake up to a miracle and I'm like, oh my gosh, blah, 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 blah. But whenever I'm like, dang, my baby's so beautiful. I really try to remind myself to say, God, wow, you are the illest artist. Wow. Like I try to, every compliment that I give to Carl, I try to pivot it as a compliment to God. So I'm always reminded of the creator, you know, and at the same time, that helps me in a disagreement with Carl because I have to look at the God within him and tell myself, would you not listen to God? Mm. If God has a different opinion than yours, are you telling me you're not going to listen? You know what I mean? And if this person was placed in your life to really magnify your relationship with a higher power, your relationship with yourself, then who the hell are you to just stain it with your impatience? To rob the lesson with your fucking ego. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I really keep in mind. And it's taught me that, wow, my ego is huge because in the beginning when I was practicing this, I felt like I would be trembling when I had to surrender. And also my conditioning, I'm thinking to myself as an independent woman, like, no, this is wrong, blah, 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 blah. And when you're quiet and listening, like a part of you is like, you bitch, look at you bowing down to a man. Like there's a voice in there. You know what I'm saying? Because of a lot of things like in my past where I felt like as a woman, I was put in harm's way. And I was taken advantage of and I was muted and all these different types of words, belittled, blah, 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 blah. And I cannot project that upon you. Right. I have to trust you. And there was another question about like, what do you guys not do when you are mad? And we have never called each other out our names ever. Um, And I've been in a relationship where that has happened and it's fucking terrible. And it reverses all the good that you invested in the in the other person and it creates a distrust within the relationship and the worst part is it creates a distrust with yourself because you keep choosing to stay in a position where someone can treat you in that way so we don't yeah we don't we don't do that i don't know yeah no we have pretty health our disagreements definitely have matured we have like really elite conflict resolution resolution we really really fucking do i must say um and a great book that i've read because it was assigned to me for yoga teacher training but i want to recommend it to you guys it's called um non-violent communication it's the title of a book but it's also uh, a methodology as well and it's put so much in perspective with how to make requests how to um decipher feelings from thoughts um, how to observe versus judge. It just, 
it helps with a lot of detangling and it definitely has made a difference in the way that I hope it's made a difference in the way that I communicate with my guy. I think this is actually a good closer question and we might need to do a part two. So let me know. Hit me up on on Instagram at HTracyG if you would like that. There goes my baby. We can get to yapping, me and my homie lover friend Carl, but I'd rather, even though that's the case, sometimes I'm like, dang, 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 okay, we talking, we talking, I got other shit to do, but I'd rather an OD of communication, you know, than a trout of communication when it comes to this relationship of ours. I hope you have a better idea of who I am through um, these glimpses you've just received of my partner. And I also hope that you see him for the full individual that he is and will always be. And I also hope that you learned a bit that may be applicable, not even just in your romantic relationship, but maybe just in your relationships in general, which includes your relationship with self. All right, now, if you are interested in widening your financial knowledge in terms of investing and staying up to date on how money continues to to shift our global livelihood, then definitely follow Cara on IG stories at C Joe, J-O-E, Black, because he has a very edutaining spin on all of that called The Dime, or you can go to his platform, RaisingBenjamin.com. If you enjoyed this episode, boo, I urge you not to be quiet about it. Let Carl know and per usual, let me know. I'm at it's Tracy G I T S T R A C Y G on all social platforms. And I really think sharing the She's Be Doing the Beast podcast with others should be considered a love language. <laughs> okay? Duly note that. But of course, share only if it feels good to you. Also, feel free to explore more of my vibe by visiting my site, she'sbeautyandthebeast.com. You'll have opportunity to sign up for my newsletter over there as well and get a bunch of free goodies. And yeah, appreciate thee to the fullest and look forward to sharing another episode with you. Till then, keep exploring your emotions, continue maximizing your hydration, and keep on taking good, good care of yourself. Talk soon.